again, Mountain Brook, for our, welcome back for our final podcast on reopening schools. This is Donald Clayton, principal at Mountain Brook Junior High, once again with Dr. Barlow and Amanda Hood, our director of student services. Uh, episode one in this series, we looked at instruction and uh, the different options you would have in traditional uh, versus virtual school. Episode two, we talked about safety expectations where we touched on distancing, facial coverings, and just good hygiene, basically. And then the final episode, the third episode was uh, screening and positive cases. And today, this one can kind of be wrapped up as like the miscellaneous podcast. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of things that kind of hang on to this whole situation that we think people probably have questions about. And we're going to try to touch on um, a good bit of those in this hodgepodge um, episode of our uh, reopening podcast series. Yeah. So um, I'd say that when you said this is our final podcast, um, I wouldn't really say that. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be great if it was and we had all the answers down pat and we knew exactly what was going to happen. But I'll just remind people, you know, this is ever-changing. It's fluid. Um, And we're going to try to address issues. There are going to be things that we probably talked about on the podcast Mm -hmm. that in two days we're going to go, that's not right anymore. That's Mm -hmm. That's not the protocol. And so what we'll have to do is just correct ourselves. And our heart in the matter is that we're trying to take care of our students, our faculty and staff, and our community. And so if everybody understands that that's what we're trying to do, um, getting it wrong will be a, um, is a, an under, we understand that some of that's going to happen and we'll correct it. We're asking for your grace, um, your patience, and we're going to do the same, and we're just going to keep on trying to do what we say in our um, our building a whole lot is let's do the next right thing. And so that's what we're going to try to do. So let's start out with a pretty big topic or big conversation, and it's cleaning the building. Now, look, our custodians do a great job, and they've got a big task in front of them. We need to think about them and, and work through this with them. Let's look at what cleaning uh, the spaces in our building looks like. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, our teams have typical cleaning procedures Mm -hmm. every day. And so our buildings are really adjusting the hours that our custodians are working because we know we've got after school activities. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, our buildings need to be cleaned and disinfected before the next school day. Mm -hmm. So those adjustments are being made. Um, There are typical routines that our our custodial teams go through to make sure our classrooms and our big common spaces are cleaned. but I think what you can see is that those high-touch high surfaces is what the phrase that you hear. So doorknobs, countertops, um, all of those things are going to be cleaned on a rotating basis throughout the day. I do think in our classrooms you'll see things like desks and tables being wiped down by the adults um, before the next activity or class change, those types of things. Um, we've even had, for example, like the lunchroom has mm-hmm. gone to a touchless environment where kids are not entering their, you know, their lunch number anymore, there's a scanner. That's right. And so we're trying to, again, reprogram those processes to kind of help mitigate any type of touching spread Mm -hmm. that could happen. And Donald, you know, our custodians have gone through um, training just the last Mm -hmm. week about how they should clean. We have lists of the right chemicals to use and what kills the virus and what doesn't. And so we are working in that process. And so there's a training process that's going on. 
There's also, um, we've, we're looking at everything that we're doing, our practices, and making sure that we've doubled down on those things. And here's the other thing about our custodians. Are, they're absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They love their, their students, and they are committed to doing everything in their power to make sure our schools are clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's, let's move into now and have the conversation. I mean, this is a big thing for our community, like the visitors uh, into our building. I mean, we, we are community schools. Like I think about the junior high school. I mean, we were right in the middle. And so, um, we, you know, that is a, that's a, it's a big part of the partnership that go, exists between our um, community and our schools. Where are we kind of in that whole conversation on visitors? You know, Donald, not long ago, two, three weeks ago, we got our whole administrative team, our assistant principals, our principals, our directors, all in the room in the PLC in our central office, and we asked the question, what are the things that we need to be considering about traditional school? And we talked from six to eight hours um, about just every question we had. We really weren't looking for answers at the time. We were just trying to address everything we possibly could. And when we did that, um, one of the things that came up as we're looking at the, this virus and how people are responding and the positives and what school needs to look like is that we need to, what I said at the beginning, we need to keep people safe and we need to focus on what our purpose is. And so our principals came out of there saying, you know, really the first nine weeks we need to be focused on what we're doing and scale back on everything else so we can focus on students with teachers in the school being safe. And so out of that, I think for the first nine weeks, you're going to see us say, hey, we're going to slow down on that or we're going to postpone this or we're going to move this back till we figure out how this fall is going to look. And one of those things is visitors, Amanda. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, with all the conversation about masking and distancing, I mean, visitation to the school would be an obvious limitation. And so I I have heard the conversation about just how committed our administrative team is is to Mm reevaluating, you know, throughout the year as things develop. Um, One of the other pieces of that visit that visitation is how do I check my child out? You know, if I've got a, we have a dentist appointment, how do I get to school and get my child out of class? And so the principals are really working hard to create a process that, you know, will allow that to be seamless and children will be walked to the car and things like that. So I think you'll be hearing more from our principals right before school starts about what that process looks like. So, all right, I'm just going to dive deep into the water. (laughs) You know, I'm looking at our plan and I'm seeing activities and athletics. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. So So let's talk about athletics for about 30 seconds, okay? Yeah. (laughs) So uh, this will be the only time that athletics is the easiest thing to talk about. The bottom line is, is the Alabama High School Athletic Association, you know, it's their own separate organization and they have committees and structures that are that are developing procedures for high school athletics, mm-hmm. junior high athletics. And so obviously we'll be in compliance with, the, with those directives, um, but we're really relying on that outside party to, to help guide those, those decisions. Right, and all that's on hold right now as far as we're waiting for, to hear what they have to say. So we, we really don't need to speak about that further mm-hmm. at this time. Yeah. I will say field trips. You mm -hmm. know, you mentioned kind of the reevaluation piece. And so um, that's one of the things, you know, particularly in our elementary schools, 
We have kids that are going on field trips all the time. And so that's part of that, hey, we'll reevaluate after the first nine weeks. You know, we've heard a lot from our elementary principals and our elementary instructional team saying, ah, we could probably do that a different time of year. Yeah. So so you're going to hear, you probably won't hear the word postponed. You might hear the word delayed a lot right. in the first nine weeks. Right. Like, we're going to delay that. Because, I, I mean, there's very few things that I think we're saying right now. We're just not doing that. But I do think there's there are several things that we're reserving decisions, decision-making and judgment on mm-hmm. in hopes that, man, if this thing turns a corner, maybe we could pull those things off. Right. One thing that you can't delay, or whenever I do delay those things, it goes poorly for me, is lunch. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so I actually had someone the other day and just asked me, what about lunch? And in normal times, I say, it is incredible. They really need to eat in our lunchroom. That's not what the, the, what this, what the question was geared towards. So what, what is, what, let's talk about lunch in, our, in, in all of our schools and, and how, how that approach will be. Yeah, so when, in one of the earlier podcasts, we talked about just reducing those large group gatherings. Mm-hmm. You know, lots of people, density reduction, lots of people being in the same place. The lunchroom is one of those places. Mm-hmm. So I know that our CNP team, our child nutrition team, has been working on recommendations and procedures. So today, right now, again, things change. Um, but our classes will be going to the lunchroom with their class to pick up their lunch. We've talked about creating a touchless environment. Right. But they'll be picking up their lunch and taking that back to their classroom to eat. Yeah. Um, and so that's an effort to we want them again. Lots of our kids have great relationships with our child nutrition team, yeah. and so that's important for them to see each other. Um, but it'll just be temporarily. You know, we'll be going back to our classrooms to eat. Yeah, and you know, part of elementary school is lining up right. and walking somewhere, mm-hmm. and uh, and so we think that's a good break for um, students too. It's time for lunch. Let's stand up. Let's line up. We're going to be six feet apart. If you're going to go, we're going to go to the cafeteria. You get your lunch. We're going to go back to the classroom. You have a good walk. You know, there could be opportunities. And again, you know, I'm, I don't need to dive too deeply into this, but there could be some place where they eat outside sometimes or, but just the cafeteria, we're probably going to keep that a place where at least for the first nine weeks where it's, uh, where you come and get your lunch and then leave. Yeah. And we're going to spread out, not just in the lunchroom, but we're looking at the auditorium, we're looking at outside space. And if we have to go into classrooms, we're going to do that. Our our default on it is to make sure that they are distanced. Um, and if, we, if that, we're going to start doing that. Uh, and, you know, and, and the thing is we want – we want a lot of the experiences in the routines of like going to the lunchroom to to be able to remain in some way. Right. Right. And so we're going to do that. Go to the lunchroom, maybe go to the auditorium some. And, it, and it, some of it just depends on on what those class sizes are. But we are, we are dedicated to making sure that they are spread out um, and uh, appropriately distanced um, so that they can do that in a safe environment. Great. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's a time where, you know, I mean, when we eat and drink, we have to take our mask off. And so that just makes that distancing piece just that much more critical. Right. right. Yeah. So one thing that um, is, is more of an elementary conversation that is junior high and high school is EDP. Amanda, can you tell us what we, where we are with um, what EDP will look like? Yeah, the EDP is our extended day program, and that is set up for our elementary families, K-6. Right. Um, and it's based at your elementary school. And so that is a program that we run after school hours from 3 to 6 o'clock, five days a week. 
Um, and we know that that program is a service to our community and to our families. Um, and it's an important part of how families function. So we've been working with our four EDP directors. Um, they have been developing and reprogramming their processes um, so that, you know, anything that happens during the school day as far as masking, distancing, all those things are going to apply to EDP. But yeah. we are just really committed to trying to make sure that EDP stays in place because um, we know that that's going to help our families in the long run. Yeah. And the last thing, Donald, I guess in this podcast today is about training and preparation. And uh, we are entering into a time in our school system that we've never done before, right? Mm -hmm. um, nobody's worn masks to school before. Nobody, we haven't done the cleaning that we are preparing to do. Um, our, our custodians have never been trained the way they are today. Our teachers have never been in a situation like this. And we've talked about the lunchroom and all those things. And when there's any type of change, the best thing that we can do is train everybody. Um, and so over the next few weeks, that's what we'll be doing is we'll be talking about, all right, what do people need to know? How do we effectively communicate it with them? And then let's go ahead and start doing that. And so for the next month, we'll be sending out, schools will be sending out um, broadcasts, if you will, or newsletters or um, explaining this is what's going to happen. So tell me some of the things that you'll probably do at the junior high. Yeah, I, I mean, I anticipate um, once we kind of finalize for the moment, <laughs> finalize some of our plans, I, I anticipate, uh, you know, emails to students too. I, I mean, I think we need to directly communicate with them. And some of that's going to have to be asking parents. It, it, they may not be checking their Gmail. Can you please show this to them? Um, I think videos, I, I, we've even talked about at our building of, you know, once we have some signage in our hallway, walking it with a video, because I feel, we feel very strongly, you know, seventh grade students like to walk their schedule before school ever starts. Right. And I don't think it's the worst idea for for our kids to see what the hallways look like before they show up. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to try to immerse them in the experience the best we can without actually having gotten them in there yet. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's going to look like a, a lot of different ways. Yeah. But for our teachers, I mean, we're going to have them in there starting August the 3rd. A lot of them have been coming back anyway um, and, and, and starting to spread out their classrooms and starting to get things set up. Um, and but they'll be back August third, and and those trainings will I would I won't say start they'll continue at that point, right? You know, it's one of those things where probably our families know better than anybody the differences in our schools and how differently different processes run based on the building, the age of the child, just you know the way things function. And so, again, just going back to it, it is imper imperfect, yeah. you know, and everything is so situational and so individualized. And so there are not a lot of hard and fast answers, right. you know, so it's one of those things that as we stumble upon a situation, we're just going to have to work the problem, yeah. you know, and figure out what to do next. And mm -hmm. we've got a lot of resources. I'm so grateful for this community because of that. Um, and our partners in the Birmingham area, you know, who have been just tremendous supports. So, you know, going back to what she said, grace, you know, um, is going to be really important on all sides. Yeah. So, Donald, I know you're going to close this podcast in just a few minutes, but I do want to just take a few moments and thank the community for their patience. Um, it's been the most interesting summer I've ever experienced in my life. 
<laughs> I've had some good summers, by the way. <laughs> but um, it's been a crazy summer. And what we've realized is the COVID experience is that the more you work on something and when you finally come up with an initial plan, that means that you have 10 times more to do. Mm. And we, we know that that's true. We've come up with an initial plan. It, it uh, is imperfect. And now we're going to start working it out and trying to bring clarity to it. And um, there's gonna, it's going to take a whole lot of work. And so even in that, we know that people are going to have more questions. And so there is a place on our website that um, we will design that says COVID-19 questions at mtmbrook.k12.al.us. And if you have specific questions, you'll click on that and write your question. And from that, we will form a frequently asked question list and place that on our website. And we will do our best to answer every question we can. Just please know that there are a lot of questions and we're doing the best that we can. And things change rapidly. And so that's the end of our initial plan. And uh, even though you said it's our last podcast. I said final and you corrected uh, me. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But um, again, and Amanda, thank you for your hard work and Donald, your hard work and our administrative team has been stellar through this, thinking of every question and working really hard, directors and principals and assistant principals. and Gosh, you've worked with counselors. There I go. I go down mm-hmm. every list, nurses, you know, our custodians. We had teachers and support staff come in and help us. And It's a big undertaking. It is. It's a big deal. Yeah. And we're grateful that we're in this community. There you have it, parents, for the hodgepodge episode um, of our of our reopening plan podcast. These are available to you. Go back and listen to them if you need. And as Dr. Barlow said, um, feel free to access the uh, frequently asked questions email. Uh, we really, really appreciate you all. Um, and we are looking forward to um, seeing and working with you very soon. Thanks. Thanks.